very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. I am back. What it do, baby? Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Are you alright, bro? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah all right. you got your you good over there? Yeah, I'm good, man. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time for episode 110, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this is your guy Black back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists, D. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. Boy, did this show get sweeter by about 8:30 p.m. last night. <laughs> and I know what a lot of you out there know what I'm talking about. And that's right. The Los Angeles Lakers took care of the loaded Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> By 25 points last night, me and Black are going to get into it and break that down a little later on in the show. We're going to be talking more basketball, KD. We're going to be talking about Draymond Green. We're going to be talking about the National Football League. The draft is approaching, and I got a problem, Black. How come Mac Jones is getting all this love? But somehow, someway, Justin Fields... Is getting thrack, thrown around and ragdolled for apparently not being able to play quarterback. So we're going to be able to talk. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on the show. Lots of more things discussed as well. It is WrestleMania weekend. Me and Black will be talking about WrestleMania as well. But before we get the show started, me and Black are, are, are huge hip-hop fans. Me and Black grew up in an era where we got the great privilege and opportunity to hear guys like... Um, Jay-Z, Ja Rule, 50 Cent, uh, Jeezy, Gucci. I mean, me and Black came up in there, man, where it was gritty, it was grimy, and it was tough music out there, man. And probably the guy, not probably, the guy who waved that flag the most passed away this past week. A tough loss. We lost iconic musician, rapper, actor, businessman, Culture setter Earl Simmons, aka Dark Man X DMX, at the age of 50. I know this is a sports podcast, but me and Black, we just got to pay our respects, man. Black, real quick, your quick thoughts, man, of just the life uh, of DMX. Yeah, man, um, really big loss, man. Um, DMX played a, 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 a very important part uh, musically and culturally. And our upbringing when we were kids. And um, I don't know if you remember this. I'm trying to see if you remember. But, you know, when we and me and D hung, we hung out a whole lot. And, you know, when I came up living out East, being from out East, <laughs> you know, I was into Juvenile, Gucci, Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Didn't listen to a whole lot, you know, uh, or DMX at first. But D was like, bro, listen to me. Just check it out. Mm-hmm. Just check him out. And, and it was like, well, shoot, he a rapper from up north, but you would never know it. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think he from the from the south because 
just his lyrical play and you know, the 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 paint not not painting his voice, but his no, voice, you're right. the painting right. his voice and everything, man. It's make him sound like he was a rapper from the south, and it like listening to DMX, man. It just changed everything. He was one of the first major rappers that I listened to from up north, and man, uh, every album, every song, man, it pl- it played an important part in my life. And uh, you truly going to be Miss DMX. Uh, prayers go to your family, your children. You always be missed, man. Yeah, man. Shout out DMX, man. DMX played a pivotal part in my life as well. Uh, he was the first one that, you know, musically that I can relate to dealing with anger and dealing with, you know, uh, circumstances growing up. In the home and at school and whatever it may be, man. It DMX, you know, was an outlet to feel that energy, man, and and hear his stories. And boy, did he he have some stories. And boy, was DMX going through a lot of things. But not here to dwell on that. I'm here to de- dwell on the impact. And this man was a cultural icon. This man was hip hop. This man was Yonkers, New York. This man was the Rough Riders. He was. Arguably the best of his generation. I mean, if there wasn't a Jay-Z, it'd be DMX. He had a run like no other. They didn't transition to acting. You've seen him in some of your favorite films, and you just seen his impact there as well. The man was passionate. He was driven. He was focused on his craft. And we know X dealt with a lot of demons, a lot of things that, you know, ultimately probably, you know, helped him pass as early as he did 50 years old is so young yes it is but um at the same time i just want to tell dmx thank you man thank you for the impact that you made on me thank you for the energy that you left for this world you'll be celebrated forever your life will celebrate it forever and the one thing that's the truest statement man legends never die Mm-mm. legends live forever because of the impact that you made on this ground man so and I want to say one more thing. I've been, you know, I've been seeing some things and be, and people saying that, uh, man, it's crazy that people are now listening to his music when he's dead. No, it's the respect of DMX. Celebration. It's a celebration. It's, it's a reason why he's number one on iTunes and uh, all your platforms where you can download music at. It's a reason for that. Sure. Because of the respect and what he, what he brung. To, to the culture yeah. and everything that he did. Like, man, yeah. I would be shocked if, if he wasn't number one. I would be shocked. But yeah. this guy just did so much, man, for for me, D, and everybody we know in, in the rural. You know, he did a whole lot, man. And 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 that was another thing I forgot to say, him being uh, an actor, man. Some of, the, some of the greatest movies, hood movies, whatever you <laughs> want to call them, big stream movies, whatever they may be, he did it. DMX, you know, put his hand in a little bit of everything to show people, hey, look, you know, you could be from Yonkers, New York, or from uh, or, or from New York, and do great things with with your life. And we appreciate you. I salute you. Uh, you're going to be truly missed. Yes, sir. What's real, DMX? Let's ride out a little bit, man, before we get the show going.
niggas is with it You want it? Come and get it Took it, then we split it You fucking right, we did it What the fuck you gon' do When we run up on you? Fucking with the wrong crew Don't know what we going through Mama have to show niggas How easily we blow niggas Let me find out It's a moment. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir One time for Dark Man X Rest in peace to the iconic, to the great DMX, all right? Man, Black, we just had to do that, man. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be real if we didn't, man. We wouldn't be real. All right, man, let's get back into the sports world. And Black, man, you know, we know we couldn't. You couldn't be here last week, man. But I just been itching, man, to talk about this topic, man. Black, I want to ask you something, man. I know you done heard this before. But Black, how you get fired on your day off, man? <laughs> <laughs> Black. How you get fired on your day off, man? <laughs> Paul Pierce on a Friday night, about a it's probably been a week now, but about a week ago, Paul Pierce was having the time of his life on a Friday night out in his home. I'm guessing he had a couple of uh, professional dancers. He had some uh, some marijuana. He had some nice juice in a glass, and Paul was just enjoying the night, man. He was enjoying his time and. Paul went to social media with it, man, and, and let the world know what type of time he was having. And the good folks at ESPN said, uh-uh, we can't rock like that, man. And they let Paul Pierce walk, man. Paul Pierce was fired on his day off. <laughs> Black, what do you think about Paul Pierce, you know, being let go the way that he was let go, my boy? Uh, shoot, man. Look, man, uh, <laughs> it sucks that Paul got let go of. You know, the way he did, but I'm not mad at Paul. You know, Paul probably <laughs> wanted to, you know, celebrate, enjoy himself, you know. Yeah. Things may be rough for him right now. He wanted to do something to kind of <laughs> mellow yeah. out and ease, you know, ease his pain. But Paul, you probably shouldn't have put that on social media, my guy. We yeah. probably should have kept that behind closed doors <laughs> and not even went on your phone and went to Instagram Live to put that out there. So yeah. that's that those are ways that you get fired on your day off. Yeah, man. You know, but <laughs> hey, I'm Paul, I'm not mad at you. Usually when we here on the sports desk talk about you, it's in a negative way. But not today. You ain't getting no hate from me, bro. I'm happy you enjoyed yourself, but Paul, you gotta be a little more smarter than that, my guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know, Paul was having a great a great time and 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 I'm happy for you, Paul. But Paul, come on, man. You went the worldwide leader in sports. Paul, I know you got a championship. Paul, I know you in the Hall of Fame, going to the Hall of Fame. Paul Pierce, I get it. But, bro, you come on, man. You on ESPN 10 times a week. We can't. Paul, who was with you? Was anybody around to say, Paul, this is a bad idea? No, it wasn't. And then typical, I, you know what? Paul Pierce. I expected him to get fired like this. Oh, man. If you look at the career of Paul Pierce, how stank he was on the court, how he was doing things on the court, man, and getting carried off during the NBA Finals like he had an injury and all he had to do was go boo-boo, to him with strippers, weed, and Hennessy live <laughs> on IG on a Friday night, my boy. Paul Pierce went out in style, so, so rocking orange juice, my boy. Excuse me. So rocking orange juice. So Paul Pierce, man, hey, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing you again, Paul, uh, very, very soon. But me and Black, we just had to speak on Paul Pierce uh, going out on his day off. But look, man, you've been hearing a few things. It seems like Paul has been approaching by the adult entertainment about yeah. bringing a live sports show to the adult entertainment world. So he's getting offers out here. Paul, don't do it, you Paul. Know? <laughs> Paul, so don't do it, Paul. So, shout out to you, Paul. Probably should have did it another different way. I ain't mad at you, bro. Do your thing, man. But 
let's be a little more smart. Yeah, Paul. live life and enjoy yourself, Paul. I know you're rich. I know you made your NBA money, but goodness, I mean, I thought Paul was doing a decent job on ESPN. He was. I thought he, he was. was. You know, he had some wild takes here and, and be there. Biased but, by sometimes, yeah. yeah but you know, biased. I thought Paul was doing a good job. But in typical Paul Pierce fashion, did not expect for him to go out any other way than the way that he did. All right, all right. Let's keep it going, man. Some more opening topics, man. We want to shout out our guy, man. We want to shout out our brother. We want to shout out my my blood. We want to shout out uh, the, the the head of the table at the Reduced Lunch uh, 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 brand. None other than our guy Freddie Bricks. You guys hear him uh, on the sports desk. You hear him on the Reduced Lunch show. You hear him on his music. And speaking of his music, our guy dropped another album, man. Kitchen Blues, the album. Out now. Freddie Briggs is on a roll, man. 28. The record label, man, is strong. And I had a chance to listen to this soulful album today. That's what Fred said it was going to be. And boy, did it deliver. You got features by Cartier Cole. And boy, did he bless it. You got features by Flash the Samurai. And boy, did he bless the track. You got a mood on here. Just some nice, lovely singing. If you're into drug rap, if you're in uh, the gospel music, if you're in the soulful belly music, you need to listen to this album. Kitchen Blues, the album by Freddie Bricks. 28 records. Reduced Lunch Records. It is out. Y'all check it out, man. I'm going to post the link in the description to this album so y'all can click the link, man, and holler at my guy, Freddie Bricks, who put on another classic. Black, this is Fred's third album. In nine months, I believe, Fred came back to the scene last August after a long drought, and he put out The Long Awaited, The Man Who Remembers Too Much. Then he put out uh, 11 Forks, One Knife, and now we have Kitchen Blues, man. So we just wanted to make sure we showed our guy love. Freddie Briggs, Kitchen Blues, the album. Go get it right now. iTunes, Tidal, Google, SoundCloud, wherever you get music, go check it out. And just want to say shout out to Fred, man, all the great things that he's doing with the new album and all three albums, you yeah. know, that he's doing. Listen, go listen to all three of them. Yeah. They're great albums. Just want to say uh, shout out to him on everything he's doing, opening doors. Yeah. Man, we appreciate you always. You my brother. I love you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep paving the way. Absolutely, man. So once again, shout out to our guy, Freddie Briggs. Kitchen Blues, the album, out everywhere. Y'all go check it out, man. And y'all let us know what you think about it, man. We'd love to, we'd love to hear what you guys think about the album. All right, man. So before we move on, Black Yesterday, I was getting text messages and People was hitting me up, say, hey, D, man, are you watching the Florida State uh, spring game? Are you checking it out, man? You know, what's what do you think about McKenzie Milton? What do you think about this guy and that guy? What do you think? And honestly, bro, I didn't even know Florida State had a spring game. I didn't even know it was on televised programming. Now, y'all know how I give it up. <laughs> and I'm not going to go there right now, but y'all know how I give it up. And, and you know, Kevin Dunbar... And Cedric Farr, they had a nice little giggly session in our group chat that we have. And Kevin Dunbar had the nerve to say, hell, you boys out there looking like a JV squad. That's what he said. He said, we look real small out there. And then people say, oh, McKenzie Milk, man, he came back. He came back and won the game. He won the game. And I say, dog, how can you come back and win the game against your own team? <laughs> Listen, bro, I'm going to say this real quick. And I'm going to let my boy Black go ahead and finish cleaning up these Florida State dishes. Do not come to me 
about a spring game about Florida State who won three games last year. Don't don't talk to me about that. This is what Dedrick cares about. Yes, I am a Florida State fan. I know people call me D, but my whole name is Dedrick. This is what I care about when it pertains to Florida State University. I want a winning, competing product on the field. That's what I want to see. For the past two years, I've saw nothing that warrants Florida State being in position to do anything like that. Am I being harsh? No, I'm being honest. I come from a traditional program where we win, where we compete. Even years that we go nine and three, those three losses we lost by a tub. Or maybe 10. That's, that's, the, that's the era we need to get back to. I am not excited about college football. That's why we have our college football court, Cedric correspondent, Cedric Farr, and we got black. <laughs> why y'all think y'all ain't hit me on a recruiting show? I didn't care. Because if my school ain't doing good, I can care less. I am all, I am literally two to three get more games away from being a full-blown Oregon Duck. And Papa Gary, I'm sorry. I told y'all I wouldn't do it, but I can't help it. <laughs> so look, let's talk a little more about this as we approach the season. But hey, don't hit me up about no spring game talking about McKenzie Milton came back in the scrimmage against his own team. I can care less. Black, you got anything on this, man? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I knew about the uh, Florida State spring game, but it wasn't more important than what I had going on. So, <laughs> you know, I was out uh, doing my thing with my beautiful wife and, um, you know, facts. said, shot a text and was <sighs> like, man, y'all checked out the spring game. I was like, uh, negative, sir. That's a negative, you Johnny. Know, uh, it wasn't until this morning when we were preparing for the show and he was like, bro, you need to go check out the highlights. <laughs> you know, and I looked at some highlights and they said, you know what, let me... Let me go ahead and stream it from YouTube and and, and watch it in, in its entirety. Okay. Um, I will sleep five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah. From looking at the highlights, I have to agree with Dunbar. We look like a JV team out there. Oh my goodness! I have to agree with him. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot that has to be done and has to be changed going into the summer and then going into fall. You know, whatever needs to be done needs to happen. Yeah. Like D, uh, I'm I, I I need to see the product on the field. Yeah, of course. And 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 I and with me, I'll be happy with just t- our team going out there and competing, giving their all right now at this point. I'll be okay with losses as long as we compete. Compete. I'll be fine with that because we are at a point where Florida State got to find his way back. Stop getting embarrassed. So the the uh, Jimbo Jeez. Fisher days, the Jameis Winston days, and. Uh, Jalen Ramsey days, Dalvin Cook days, all those days are behind Florida State. We've been so spoiled over the years before these down years that it, it weighs so heavy. But now I'm 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 in the middle. I'm in a I'm at a place where I have to cool myself down and realize this is not what that was or what it's going to be. It's going to be something different. Florida State is, is going to be done differently under this the new head coach that we have under Mike Norvell. It's not going to be done how Jimbo Fisher did things. Sure. It's not. So I just want to see winning football, uh, championship mentality, and let's see what happens. Uh, don't care much about no spring football. Everybody had spring football games yesterday. A lot of teams did. Even Miami's having their next Saturday at 11 a.m. in the morning. <sighs> but who cares? No one cares. If you're a diehard fan, you probably care, but 
I had no interest in the spring game on yesterday. Tried to watch a little bit of it, but I dozed off. Hopefully the summer and then going into fall camp, we can try to see something different and then we'll see what product we get put on the field for Florida State. <sighs> now that we got that out of the way, We'll come back to the Florida State Seminoles at a later date. But, yeah, we just want to address the notion that, no, we did not watch the Florida State spring game. And, no, we do not care that Mackenzie Milton came back against his own team and got the win. All right, man, let's go ahead and come right out of that and head into our sound of the week. Now, Black, you remember, um, I think it was two years ago. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, that whole blowout they had on the floor where KD was clapping for the ball, Draymond brought the ball up, and it was a big fiasco. They had they had it out on the sideline, and KD was like, man, that's why I'm out of here anyway, and, and Draymond called him out his name. Just a real nasty situation, and ultimately that's the same year KD got hurt and the dynasty was over in Golden State. Well, Draymond Green was on Kevin Durant's podcast uh, this past week, and they sort of addressed exactly what happened uh, during that uh, that moment on the floor. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. This is Draymond Green on Kevin Durant's podcast. I must warn you, some of the audio goes in and out. That is not the sports desk. That is technical difficulties during that podcast. So here we go. No, I'm walking off the court. I didn't turn that motherfucker over. And Kay yelling, give me the motherfucking ball. <laughs> and I'm just looking at him and, and literally my response was I was fucking passing you the ball if you would have fucking ran so we're walking back to the bench and that's what I said I sit down and I sit to the right K on my left and he like two or three chairs over from me and he leaned over and slapped the chair right next to me like nigga I said give me the fucking ball and that's when I was like Yo, I immediately responded, hey, motherfucker, I do this too. Like, <laughs> you don't ask the ball if you want to fucking bitch it. I do this too. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. So that goes on. One thing said another. We argue. Demarcus pulls me apart, tell me to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. Ain't nobody saying shit to Kay. And all he had to do was fucking run, and I was spending a pitch from the fucking ball back. That's bullshit. And then, in my opinion, from there, everybody took it and, like, made it this whole. Now, Black, I was a little bit disappointed in Draymond Green. I was a little bit disappointed in him. I kind of expect the deflectiveness from Kevin Durant. I mean, we all seen how Kevin Durant kind of gives it up when he's in a confrontation With people, we seen how he went with Michael Rappaport just a couple weeks ago. We seen the Kendrick Perkins situation. We kind of see how KD gives it up. But Draymond didn't keep it real here. And this is why I say that. I went back and I watched that clip. And I could read lips pretty good. And matter of fact, you could hear a lot of the things that Draymond was saying. And this wasn't what was said during that uh, exchange between those two guys. I mean, vivid conversations of Draymond telling KD, we don't need you. We want it without you. You can go. Those are the things that Draymond was saying to Durant. Call Durant out his name. Draymond saying that we made a big deal out of it. The media made a big deal out of it. Social media made a big deal of it. And I'm confused about that notion. Now it appears that Durant and Draymond have patched it up. Okay, cool. But if y'all going to be transparent on this podcast, 
then keep it real with us. Your fans are not ignorant. We seen what took place, and I kind of I love Draymond Green. I love him, but I kind of he kind of made me kind of made me lose a little respect for him, man, in that moment because he didn't really keep it real due to the fact that we all know black, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to ruffle Kevin Durant's feathers on his own podcast. Black, what did you think about what Draymond said versus what we saw? Um, Listen, bro, I understand it's Kevin Durant podcast, but you, Draymond, you a guy that always, more than anybody in the NBA, you keep it real. Yeah. And on this one, you didn't. Right. You know, just flat out, bro. Y'all was in the moment. I called KD a bitch. That's what he was acting <laughs> like. That's what it was. Simple as that. I understand it's his podcast and you don't want to, like you just said, ruffle feathers, but it is what it is, bro. Either you can respect it or you can go about your way. Whew. You know, that whole thing, man, of KD wanted that moment. Okay, well, bro, you didn't have moments like that. So freaking what? Right. You didn't get that moment. You know, yeah. D, I'm kind of I'm kind of over the whole KD. It's, it's KD a lot everywhere. KD, KD, <laughs> KD, KD. I'm just over it. And then I see what you're saying about Draymond not keeping it 100 or keeping it one right. 100% about what he was talking about. Like you said, we do we have seen that altercation. If you haven't, go to YouTube. You go can, to YouTube. You can see it in its entirety yeah. and see the words that were, were being said. But uh, Draymond should have just went on the show, man. Kept it hundred, get kept it a buck. Told KD before it started. Look, bro, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. We cool, but you know, this what if I'm gonna speak on it, this what this what really happened. You know, not to keep KD looking like he wanted to be this good guy. Yeah. You know, we know that KD is not a good guy. But um, yeah, man, that's all I really got on that BS, man. That's that's I I just. <laughs> I hate that we just keep talking about Kevin Durant in these type of moments, man. This is getting kind of aggravating. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this is not the last time we're going to be talking about Kevin Durant uh, today as well. But look, the battle lines were drawn a couple of weeks ago on the sports desk. Kevin Durant plays for the Brooklyn Nets, and he has been the architect on everything that is going down in Brooklyn. Okay, so. Right now, even though I respect KD and I think he's a great player, top five player all time when he's done, in my opinion, bro, he ain't, nah, bro, like, you ain't getting no bail here. You didn't keep it real. Y'all boys, both of you and Draymond was flaw. You had your little radio host there, whoever he was, he joining in being flaw too. <laughs> like, I'm just keeping it real. If you just so happen to hear this, I love y'all boys, keep doing your thing. But, bro, if y'all gonna give us transparency, or I ask as a fan, because y'all are putting it out there. We didn't ask for this. Y'all put it out there. All we ask is for y'all to keep it real, man. That's all we ask. That's it. All right, man. We're going to come out of uh, our sound of the week, and we're going to go into our tweet of the week. And, man, look at here. When I saw this tweet, I almost had tears come rolling down my face, my boy. And, Black, if you haven't seen this tweet, I believe you are also going to have tears in your eyes as well. Now, Black, I'm minding my business. Chilling after a hard day's work. I'm sitting in my office taking care of some creative duties that I have going on. And what comes across my feed is the great and one and only LeBron Raymond James. (laughs) And LeBron sent out a message to the faithful of Los Angeles and the faithful LeBron supporters. And here's what he said. LeBron posted a picture of him and Anthony Davis sitting on the score table. And this is what he said. Let me turn this music down there again. Recipes did Let me let, let, let y'all hear just in case y'all didn't see. 
King James says, the weatherman says the weather is changing soon and it predicts a thunderstorm is coming. Folks prepare and take proper caution, measures to stay safe. King James, the brow. Now when I saw that, the juices started flowing through my body. The, the confidence was reassured. Now Black, you know LeBron like I know him. LeBron just don't be putting out little messages like that unless LeBron feeling away. He don't do that. Mm -hmm. LeBron feel away. Yeah, he do. Black, what was your take on the tweet that I just told you that the king told the faithful? Listen, man. If you're a LeBron James fan, then I'm just going to say it gave me chills, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look, I put my hand out. And I'm looking, I'm like, damn. But I saw it. Yes. I the, uh, the hair's on my arm. And I'm dark skin, so you really can't see them. <laughs> Hence the name it's Black. The, <laughs> <laughs> the hair's on my arm stood up because I know what that means. I know what it means. You know, some people be like, well, what does he talk? I know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. He knows he, what he's talking about. Most basketball people who follow LeBron James in basketball knows what he's talking about. They know. In the rest of the NBA, you've been put on notice. Mm, you've been warned. Western Conference, you've been put on notice. Mm, mm, mm. Brooklyn Nets, you've been put on notice. Yes. Yes. The thunderstorm is coming. It's coming. So prepare yourself. Whew. Prepare yourself. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. I, I read that and I was like, oh, my goodness. Shout out to the king for reassuring to the faithful that everything it's going to be all right. And I got one thing for you. I know we're reading tweets. I got a tweet for you, D. I just okay, wanted to okay. surprise you with this. Okay. And okay. I wanted to get your opinion on sure, this. Sure, I'm with I it. had a source send me something. Don't want to be named. Okay. You know, <laughs> and he sent me something. Okay. And in, in, in his regards to last night at the, the Nets and the Lakers basketball game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's the tweet from, from Kai A1 Even. Okay. At Kyrie Irving. Uh-huh. The N-word is a is a racial slur. And that will never be a term that I wanna be called. So wanna be called. Never forget foul and true history. Throw the N-word out the out the window right alongside with those other racist words used to describe my people. We are not slaves or ends. Kyrie Irving. I'm going to get your take on that, D. I just want you to let it soak in for a minute. No one cares, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> this is the game of basketball. Do you, do you know how many times in me and D's life we played basketball and the word, the N-word, has went over? It's basketball. If you don't want to be called the N-word, get into politics. If you don't want to be called the N-word, go get your office job. This Ooh. is basketball, bro. I understand you living a different type of life, you know, pure, free, whatever it may be. But come on, bro. Let's put the big boy draws on mm. and let's play some basketball. So you want to get offended because I want, because because Dennis Truder called you the end row, bro. He's telling you to get right. Mm. No one's scared of you, Kyrie Irving. Mm. So then you want to go off on Dennis Truder for calling you the N word. Mm -hmm. Should he have called you a bitch? Would you really expect oh, that? Oh my goodness. Would you would have respect that? This is the game of basketball. We know what type of words are used when we're playing basketball. It's a game. Kyrie, handle yourself. Let's do better, man. 
Listen, bro, I'm going to keep this show sweet. <laughs> when you're in the competitive world, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's whatever, when you have another person of your same race that you're competing with, pretty much everything in the language barrier is on the table. <laughs> now, if Dennis Schroeder was a white man and he called, you know, Kyrie Irving the N-word, then of course we would all have a problem with that because we should be aware of things that shouldn't be said uh, with other ethnicities. But Kyrie Irving, go get your bib. <laughs> get somebody to pat you on the back so you can get a nice burp. Get you a new changing set of diapers. Be laid down and get your baby blanket and get a good night's rest. Because if Dennis Schroeder calling you the N-word got you out of your mind and kicked out of a game, what's going to happen to you when Trez get in your ear and start talking that yak? What's going to happen when Braun bam on the back of your neck and push you down the ground and let you know, hey, boy, like, what's up? See? The cracks are starting to show. Starting to fall. And we are going to talk more and more about that. Yeah, shout out to your source, man, sending you that text message. Yeah, I thought I, mean, I that, just uh, put tweet. that out there. Yeah. Nice tweet on uh, another yeah, tweet of the week. Double yeah. tweets of the week, man. We love it here, right here at the sports desk. Man, that was... Oh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead and transition out. Like me and Black said, it is WrestleMania season. Me and Black currently have WrestleMania up on the big screen. Night two, it is Sunday, we record, and we're going to talk about night one a little bit later. But night two is getting ready to kick off in another 10 to 15 minutes here, and we're going to talk about that. So with the theme of WrestleMania, man, we're going to do it in our start, bitch, cut. And we're going to do it with our top five. But let's go ahead and start with our start. Bench or cut. New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. You're listening to the sports show. All right, all right, all right. It is WrestleMania season, one of my favorite times of the year. And Black, you know me, man, and like yourself, and true historians of uh, the nostalgic eras of wrestling, man. I don't know how many times we talked about WrestleManias and Stone Colds and Hogan's and Macho Man and Shawn Michaels and NWO, just all of them, man, how much we talk about them. But Black is WrestleMania, man, and I looked up some things on Wikipedia, and I said, who has the best records at wrestlemania who is deemed mr wrestlemania and three names three names popped up and i want to know from you black if you had to start one to see at wrestlemania bitch one to see later on at wrestlemania or get one out of wrestlemania completely you can never see them on the wrestlemania stage again i want to know who these guys are up first you have the immortal one hulk Hogan, who kicked off WrestleMania, who made WrestleMania as popular as it is today. Hulk Hogan had his hands in that. He had a hell of a streak at WrestleMania. I believe Hulk Hogan only lost one match at WrestleMania, and that was Wrestle... No, no, excuse me. He lost a couple. He lost to The Rock, and he lost to The Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania, okay? Next up, The Phenom, The Dead Man, The Streak, 20-0 before... The old went away. But every year, who do we look forward to every single year? 
We look forward to seeing who The Undertaker was facing at WrestleMania. And last but not least, the showstopper, the main event, the man who brought flamboyance, energy, death-defying death stunts, charismatic nature to WrestleMania. That's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Classic matches under his belt at WrestleMania. So, Black, if you had to start one to see at Mania, bench one to see at Mania, and one that you can never, ever see again at Mania, who will it be? Hogan, Taker, Michaels. Talk to me, man. Uh, this is a tough one. Yeah, uh, I know. But I'm going to start The Undertaker. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to bitch. All right, now be cool now. The Showstopper. Ooh. Shawn Michaels. Dang. And I'm going to cut Hulk Hogan. That is wild <laughs> that you let Hogan walk. Wow. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm similar to you, man, but not quite. I'm going to start the dead man, the Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Throughout my WrestleMania experience, man, it's just one guy we just look forward to year in and year out. And he gave, he delivered every time, man, and his opponents as well. But I'm going to bench Hulk Hogan. Mm. I'm going to bench Hulk Hogan. And Sean was excellent. Sean's your guy. He is. <laughs> but we're talking about WrestleMania. WrestleMania 5, the mega powers explode. The greatest storyline in wrestling history. Next mm -hmm. to the NWO. The following year, WrestleMania 6, the Toronto Sky Dome. Hogan Warrior, title for title, <laughs> 70,000 people. Oh, my God. <laughs> WrestleMania 3 versus Andre the Giant. The slam hurt around the world. The Pontiac Silver Dome, 90,000 people. Those moments are bigger than anything Sean had ever done at WrestleMania so it hurts me to say, HBK, I'm going to have to see you at another pay-per-view because it won't be WrestleMania. Yeah, that was fun, man. So y'all let us know, who are your Mr. WrestleManias? Who is the person that you think of, the tag team that you think of, whoever? Who do you think of when you think WrestleMania? All right, man, let's go ahead and switch out into our top five. We got more WrestleMania uh, material for you coming up, man. All right, Black, top five WrestleMania moments. This year, it's WrestleMania 37. 37 years. As a matter of fact, WrestleMania been going on as long as you've been alive. Mm -hmm. As long as you've been alive. I was born during WrestleMania 2, so I missed one. All right, I missed one. I came right behind you, Black, the next year. All right? <laughs> so, Black, out of all 37 years, man, of WrestleMania, give me the top five moments that... That that just stick with you for a lifetime, man. Okay, uh, at number five, The Rock has come back to WrestleMania. Okay, okay. WrestleMania twenty eight. Yeah. The Rock defeats John Cena to become WWE champion again. Okay, okay. Uh, at number four, The Undertaker. The Undertaker defeats Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a hell of a match. I don't know if you remember this D. We were sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings when we was watching this match. Sean was a special guest referee. Yeah, Sean. No, they were. It was a triple threat match. Both of them was in. No, he was. You're yeah, right. Hell I'm sorry. Hell in the cell. I'm sorry. He yeah, was yeah. at WrestleMania 28 as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, at number three, 
This guy, man, I gave up on him because he lost his title in 30 seconds at WrestleMania one in it one year. And I said, that might be it for Mr. Daniel Bryant. Mm, but it wasn't. It was not. Daniel Bryant defined, defined the odds and becoming champion at WrestleMania 30. Yes, great at, moment. Uh, at number three, I have Mike Tyson's KO heard around the world <laughs> on the showstopper. Right, right, right. To help, uh, to help uh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold become champion. At, Re- at WrestleMania 14. And then uh, at number one, one of my favorite moments, very sad moment uh, for me is Shawn Michaels saying, I'm sorry and I love you to Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24 to retire Ric Flair. Whoa, what a moment. That was an yeah. incredible moment, man. That was one of the best moments you did. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, for me, man, at number five, I got Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret the Hitman Hart and a submission match. I quit match, and Austin would not quit. Was locked in the sharpshooter, blood streaming down his face, and he passes out. And that was the night that Stone Cold Steve Austin became a household name, okay? Number four, I just mentioned it, man, WrestleMania 6. <laughs> the Toronto Sky Dome, Hogan, Warrior, title for title. Title for title, 70,000 people in attendance. Just some magical energy and moment. I encourage any of you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go and watch it. Just watch the interest. Just go and watch it, okay? Number three, WrestleMania 5. The Macho Man Randy Savage should have beat Hogan, but he did it. Hogan Savage, the mega powers explode. WrestleMania 5 for me. What a moment just Oh, it was great. Number two, man, I'm taking it from you, Black. WrestleMania 26, Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee, Hell in a Cell. That was the most emotional up and down match I probably have been a part of. Because we really thought the streak was over several times. Yes, we did. During that match, but Undertaker prevails. And at number one, Brock Lesnar breaking the streak. Mm. No one saw it coming. You couldn't have predicted the facial expressions around the crowd. That one kid with his eyes bugged out of his head, the silence in the crowd. And I always hear Michael Cole saying the streak is over. Like, I just mm. never forget that, that, that sound from Michael Cole, the great Michael Cole, man. So yeah, those are my top five WrestleMania moments that'll be with me, me off again, forever. Man. Yeah, man. It was a shocker, that man. It just pissed me off again, man. It was a shocker. I was really hurt. It was a shocker for yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, WrestleMania season. Me and Black are watching WrestleMania. WrestleMania is about to kick off on night number two. We're going to get into night number one just a little later. Some great matches tonight, man. You got the triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, my guy, taking on Edge and Daniel Bryan, man, the triple threat match. And I got a bad feeling for my guy Reigns tonight, man. I got a bad feeling. Um, And then we also got The Fiend. My man's is returning to action tonight to take on the sick and sadistic Randy Orton, it's man. It's going to ugly. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Ugly. Yeah, looking forward to that, man. <laughs> and you got some other good matches on tonight, but I can't lie. Those are the two matches that I'm looking forward to the most uh, tonight. But we're going to talk more WrestleMania in just a little later. But I know what y'all been waiting on. I know y'all want to hear what me and Black talk about, think, thought about the Brooklyn Nets getting beat by 25 without King James and Anthony Davis on the floor. Guess what, people? You don't have to wait that long at all because we're getting ready to talk about it right now. I mean, right now. (laughs) You trash! You're not hooping!
ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. All right, man, we're going to get right into the National Basketball Association. But before we get started, we must pay the ultimate respect to the greatest franchise in sports. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Black. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk that talk, man. And 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 it, it, this was right on time. This was right on time. Yes, it was. I mean, <clears throat> shout out to my guy Hassan Edwards, man. He is a diehard believer in the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. And me and Hassan talk, man. And me and Hassan, man, we just. Black, I'm just keeping real with you, man. It's been a nerve-wracking couple of weeks, man. Every time we see each other, man, our hearts are heavy. <laughs> just what was going on in Los Angeles, man. So shout out to my guy Hassan. But man, you gotta think to yourself, wow. Bronze out, AD is out. The Lakers about to come on this crazy stretch, and we gotta hold on. Are we gonna be able to hold on, Black? Currently going into last night's game. The Los Angeles Lakers with the fifth seed. Only two games separate them from being the seventh seed. I mean, we are hanging on. And what in God's green earth took place on last night, Black? Hmm. The Los Angeles Lakers with Dennis Schroeder, Andre Drummond, Ben McLemore, Caruso and no Kuzma either. Let's, he wasn't out there either. Beat the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Black, was your TV working? Maybe mine was tripping. Was Kevin Durant on the floor last night? Um, He was on the floor. Mine was buffering a little bit, so I thought I was behind. Okay. You know, I thought it was maybe some, okay, some well, type of glitch, but uh, he but, definitely was in the game last night. Black, was Kyrie Irving on the floor last night? He was, sir. Was it Marcus Aldridge on the floor last he, night? He was, sir. I think a lot of yeah, I think a lot of the Brooklyn Nets were available last night, except James Harden. Black, I want to read some numbers by you real quick, okay? 14, 14, 20, 14, 19, 10, 10, 17, and 5. Black, that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 Lakers. We're in double figures last night on the road. Mm. To knock off the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Black, let's talk about the game, and then we could just get off after that. Black, what did you what did you think about our team? I mean, my God, the bench players, the key contributing role players, woke up from the dead, and how about them? My God, talk to me, Black. What you thought about the Lakers' performance uh, last night? First D, I got a. Uh Send an apology out to the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Because it wasn't my intent to watch the game last night. Mm -hmm. um, I was mm -hmm. having a few problems with getting WrestleMania last night. So, I sure. said, you know what? Let me go ahead and tune in sure. and see what the Lakers are doing. I just know that they're getting their brains beat in. But, <laughs> oh, boy, when I turned that channel on Sling to ESPN. <laughs> my, my, my. My, my, my. Seems like I missed all the fun in the third quarter, which we already addressed. Yes, you know, I missed the fun, but man, 
it seemed like the Los Angeles Lakers in the third, midway through the third opened up an avalanche. Yes, sir. I mean, shooting the ball, passing the ball, everything that you could do in a basketball game from mid-third to the fourth quarter, the Los Angeles Lakers were doing it. That is correct. Shout out to all the role guys who stepped up in a big way. No doubt. Shout out to new signee. Then we was talking about this. McLemore. Yeah. The kid can shoot the ball. He did last night for sure. <laughs> he would say, bro, I really don't know how much he always yeah. disappear. But the only thing he has to do playing with LeBron James and AD is shoot. Sure. He was asked to do a little more in sure. Houston. He doesn't have to worry about that in LA. Sure. Sure. THT, I love you. Great night. Dennis Struder, I love you. Great night. Keep doing what you're doing, sir. Please. We see that you can ruffle feathers. <laughs> and I love it. No doubt about it. We see that it's chinks in the armor, as D said. Huh. Huh. And it's something that you said that it just brings it back uh, all the way around for me. D, you okay. said when we first got Dennis Trudeau, you was like, bro, I like it. Because you know what? Mm-hmm. He could cause Kyrie and some of those point guards to give us trouble. Dennis Schroeder can cause them some problems. Yes, sir. Defensively and getting into their head to take them out of their game. Yeah. And that's what we seen last night. Absolutely. So I'm cool with Dennis Schroeder. He gave me good 19 points before he got ejected. Yes, he did. He had 16 in the first half. Superb. Superb. So I'm loving what I'm seeing from my role players. I don't know if it was uh, Coach V. Frankie V. I don't know. I don't know if it was LeBron James or AD. Letting the guys know it's and it's, and it's so ironic how LeBron James sends out a tweet and the rest of the team shows up in one of the biggest games of the season on the road. So they said, "Oh man, our boys coming back. Let's get this thing going." For and sure. we didn't have tools either. We did not. We did not. One, I forgot about that. Yeah, one, two, and three were down. Andre Drummond in the middle. Big boy work. Flexing. 22 and 11. LaMarcus Argus, where are you? Huh. Bummed out. Blake Griffin, where are you? Bummed out. Trey is doing work. Alice Caruso throwing dimes. Getting steals. Dunking. Yes, sir. I seen everything I need to see and makes me look forward to what are we getting from role players? Then we want what we're going to get once we get AD and LeBron back. Sure, it's looking really good right now. Sure, for for the Los Angeles Lakers, this was a big win in the right direction. Absolutely, this was a big win, and and I don't want to hear anything about well they didn't have James Harden. Oh, Kyrie got ejected, but you know what? When they came to LA, you know who we didn't have? Anthony Davis. Sure. And they beat us by 15, almost 20. Mm-hmm. They talked about that for five days. But they still got two other superstars on the floor. Sure. We only had one. Hmm. But, D, I love what I'm seeing. I am love what I'm seeing. Last night, man, I felt so good. It made my night. I, I, I watched all the way till it hit 0-0. Zero, zero. And it was <laughs> way over before then, but I wanted to see it. I wanted to see the look on people's faces. Out on the next faces, I don't want to see it. Got another stat line for you. Oh D. yeah, roll it out stat, stat lines. I want to call off. out the next stat line. Do you are you ready for these? D? Roll them out, my boy. We got 22, 6, 6, 12, and eighteen. Those are your starting five. Mm. Now let's go to the bench, D. You got two, <laughs> four, 
seven, four, five, five, seven, and three. Mm-hmm. Where's the production? Hell of a night. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. Oh my goodness. If you don't get any production from your role players, Brooklyn Net fans, or uh, 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 Brooklyn Nets dick riders. Oh my God. <laughs> Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving would not beat the Los Angeles Lakers. No. Not after what Lakers I seen last night with our role players clicking. <laughs> And once again, I'm going to go back to Kuz. Even though he ain't played the last two games, the kid been averaging almost 25 without our stars. Yes, sir. So, Kyle Kuzma's has showed up. Everyone is starting to show up, so you better watch yourself. Like DJ said, the, the, the lines have been drawn, and we see it. Clearly, we seen it last night. That was just a reminder of what could happen and how it can get. Once we get the King and AD back. No doubt about it. Black, if you don't mind, <laughs> I just need to take a couple of minutes. I haven't done this in a while. Okay, just a couple of minutes. Now I'll be the first to admit that when the Brooklyn Nets acquired James Harden and LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin and you know, you look at their team, I had weak moments. Well, I just wasn't sure. Anthony Davis has not played almost the entire season. The King had went down almost three weeks ago. It's been tough being a Laker fan trying to see through. I wasn't sure if my team was going to be able to save face. Hold it down to LeBron and Anthony Davis return. And me and Black had a conversation, and we shared this on the show a couple of weeks ago when I told Black something kicked back into my brain. I just started evaluating our roster versus the Brooklyn Nets. And not to dismiss the Western Conference, because we're going to have to go through hell to get back to the NBA Finals. Great conference in the West. But when I look at the Brooklyn Nets, I saw what I expect to happen in the NBA Finals. I want to go to these Lakers here. The reigning defending champion Los Angeles Lakers. When we let Rajon Rondo go, everybody was nervous, including myself. But then quickly we grabbed Dennis Schroeder. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Why? Because he's going to bother Kyrie. He's going to be gnats on a watermelon at a barbecue. (laughs) Oh, Kyrie Irving. Alice Caruso. Oh, he can't. uh, He's a great defender. Hands, steals, great passes, another body that you can throw on Kyrie Irving. THT blossoming as we speak. Contavious Caldwell Pope blossoming as we speak. Premier defender in the league, is he not? Hmm. Three-point shooting. The Lakers are a top five three-point shooting team in the league. We are the number one defensive team in the league. Efficiency rating is number one. We haven't had Raymond or Marshawn in over three weeks. This is what I'm talking to y'all about. All you guys who are telling me Nets, Nets, Nets. Kevin Dunbar, stop texting me that the Nets end blank and not being tough enough to tell me what you really think. It's time to have these conversations because the warning shots were put out there. A thunderstorm is coming and all y'all know it. All you haters and pundits, you know what 
is coming. The king is coming. The brow is coming. Our team is ready to go. And this is what those role players needed last night. I'm going to go through it again. KD and LeBron James, you want to watch them? Cool. Top two players in the league. KD, LeBron James. Cool. Anthony Davis against LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. Checkmate. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Andre Drummond showed LaMarcus Aldridge that he was a little boy. <laughs> Drummond was throwing around the nets in devastating fashion. Checkbox, Andre Drummond. Montrez Harrell. Blake Griffin. Checkbox, Montrez Harrell. Oh, Blake, he showed us that he could dunk. Who cares? Kyrie Irving and James Harden, they have a significant advantage with the guard play, and they should. But when you have a unit, and hear me good, a unit like the Lakers have at guard, we can make it very, very difficult for James Harden. And last but not least, Kyrie Irving, you got an issue, and his name is Dennis. Dennis the Menace, to be exact. (laughs) I saw it last night. And for for those who don't remember, Dennis the Menace didn't play the first game against the Brooklyn Nets. He wasn't on the floor. But last night, we saw Schroeder get Kyrie ejected out the game. Because he said he called me a racial slur. (laughs) Kyrie Irving, that man got the same skin you got. Shut up. It's time to hoop. So I said all of that to say, when Marshawn and Raymond get back in the lineup and when Harden comes back and we meet in the NBA Finals, it's going to get ugly. Physicality, checkbox, Lakers. Toughness, checkbox, Lakers. Finesse teams don't win titles. Name me the last time we saw a finesse team win the NBA championship. I'll wait. Don't tell me it was the Golden State Warriors because they were exceptional snipers and Draymond Green was the nastiest man in the league. So looking forward to the rest of this season and looking forward to these NBA finals because I like my Lakers against your Brooklyn Nets. And my phone lines are open. My DMs are open on Twitter. Instagram and your boy just signed up to TikTok. <laughs> Hit me up and let me know what you want to do. Because, brother, what you going to do when Ramon and Marshawn and the Los Angeles Lakers run wild on you? Black, what you got? And it's so ironic, D. Talk about it. After we seen Kyrie Irving get ejected last night. Yeah, yeah. How ironic is it tomorrow night they play and Kyrie is out for personal reasons? Tell me See, you lying, listen, Black. Kyrie Irving Tell will not play against the Minnesota Timberwolves because, because of personal Tell me reason. you're lying, man. He ain't missing See, another game. Personal reasons. Excuse me, personal, sorry. Personal reasons. <laughs> if you can, if you want to go back and look at all the games Kyrie Irving, tell me what the box next to it says. I believe it said personal. Personal reasons. You're right. Not because I've been hurt. 
Not because I've had an illness. You're right. Personal reasons. Personal. These are the type of things that uh, that are going to cost the Nets. Because you're giving up valuable time with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden on the floor. For sure. You have to remember, they've only played seven games together. Yeah. Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers just won a championship together. Yes, they did. And the core of that team is still intact. Yes, they are. And we're under, what, uh, a month and a half until the season? To the playoffs, yeah. To the playoffs? A month and a half to the playoffs. And you're telling me it's going to get uh, corrected in a month and a half? In a month and a half? James Harden is missing 10 games. 10 games. He won't be back for another week and a half. Yeah. These are the type of antics I'm talking about, D. Missing games when you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Personal reasons. When you, <laughs> your heart got a little shifted when Struder gave you the business or called you the N-word. You need to go regroup, go sit in your your sage room (laughs) and calm yourself. Personal reasons. (laughs) Yes, sir. This is what I've been saying at the beginning of the whole thing with the Nets. Shout out Freddie Bridge. There's too many egos on that team. Shout out Freddie Bridge. Don't get me wrong. That team is dangerous. I give it to you. But that type of basketball and what they're doing... It's not going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Like DJ said, the Los Angeles Lakers are going to have a hell of a time in the West. Hell of a time. But like DJ said, something came together last night. And something came together without LeBron James and Anthony Davis being on the floor. Yes, sir. So y'all better watch yourself and get ready for this thunderstorm. Yes, sir. We love what we saw. And I know what a lot of y'all say. Oh, they be juicing. Oh, they be oh, they all over the Lakers. We can't stand it. Well, fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. Because it is what it is. And me and Black look forward to seeing what exactly is about to take place as we await the arrival of LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I will say this in all seriousness. That was a huge win for those Lakers role players last night. Huge, huge win. Black, the West playoffs, man. Mm. It's real out there. It is, man. It seems like every single time that I look at the standings, I I, I just be like having like a lot of things going on in my mind. And here's what I mean by that. You got the Utah Jazz who... I ain't going to lie. I thought that they would cool down. I thought that they would cool down. They didn't. These boys are 40 and 13. 40 and 13. They've won 24 straight games at home. Phoenix Suns, 37 and 15. What Chris Paul has done being a leader and, and giving a winning DNA to that team is remarkable. The Clippers are bouncing back. They look strong. Rajon Rondo, he is the piece. He looks like he is the piece for them. The Nuggets have gotten better. Of course, we have our Lakers. Portland is right there. Dallas is 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 separating themselves. The Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant are doing a lot of great things. And the biggest disappointment in the league, I don't care if Klay Thompson is there or not, the Golden State Warriors sitting at 25 and 28, the 10th seed in the Western Conference, don't even look like they're going to make the playoffs. But, Black, this is our situation right now, Black. If the season were to end the day, we would face the Denver Nuggets in the first mm-hmm. round. And we would go to their place mm-hmm. for a game one. If we were to survive that series, 
Black, we will have to face the number one seed in the next round. And that will be the Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns. Black, I want to ask you, does it really matter to you where the Lakers finish? Or should we just get the playoffs started and the end result will be the Lakers going to the finals? Yes or no? Yeah, um, I really don't care where they end up, D, honestly. I, I know who we have. Mm-hmm. I know who we have. I know the two guys we have. Mm-hmm. They know what the moment, what the playoff moments mean, playoff time mean. Mm-hmm. We could be the AFC playing the one. <clears throat> Utah, you in trouble? Yes, and, don't, and don't get me wrong, Utah might have one of the most balanced teams from your starting yeah, five to your bench for sure. We've seen the result of that. Rudy Gobert is playing top notch basketball. Donovan Mitchell is playing top notch basketball. Those guys are getting the job done. But at the same time, playoff playoff basketball is different. Yes, sir. LeBron James is roaring and ready to go. He's feasting on getting back on the court. Sure. So it really don't matter to me, D, where we end up at this at this very moment. The West is going to be loaded. It's going to be tough. Um, Clippers are going to Clippers are going to be tough. Uh, the Nuggets are going to be tough. Portland's going to be tough. Jazz are going to be tough, but I don't, as tough as they are, it's not going to stop the Los Angeles Lakers. So we could be the eighth seed, the two seed, whatever seed we're going to be, the Los Angeles Lakers will prevail and get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm the same way. Shout out to Uncle Shay Shay. We don't care nothing about no bracket. It ain't about no bracket. Sure. Do you want to go and have a game seven in your home building if it takes place? Of course. Of course. How many times have you seen LeBron James win a game seven on the road? We've seen it. (laughs) And playoff basketball is a different type of basketball. Mm -hmm. Right now, the regular season, it is what it is. You get better in the regular season, it preps you for the playoffs. But when you have a reigning defending champion, and then you have the greatest player of all time on your team, and you have a generational talent like Anthony Davis on your team as well, and you have a group of guys who believe in the GOAT, and you believe in everything that he's saying, and he's came through for you the previous year and got you a ring? What's going to be the difference this year? Just because you're starting game one on the road? Hey, newsflash. The Lakers ain't play a game of Staples at all last year in the playoffs. They were all on the road in Orlando. So I'm not concerned at all about a bracket. And LeBron James said something, I think a couple years ago, I think it was one of his last years in Cleveland when he said, if I got to come to your building for a game one, you better be nervous. You better be nervous if I got to come to your building for a game one. Because what it looks like right now, let's say the Lakers do finish fifth. The Lakers will be going to your building the whole playoffs for a game one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Marshawn and Raymond coming through the building for a game one. No disrespect to the West. Really good teams. Dame Litter, Luka Doncic, an emerging John Morant, the Joker, Kawhi, PG, the book. CP3, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the list is on. And great coaching. These You got good coaches with these teams as mm-hmm. well. You do. You do. But I think it's going to be a bloodbath all through the West. All through the West, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. But in the end result, in the end result, the Los Angeles Lakers, I firmly believe, punch their ticket and get back to the NBA Finals. Black... <sighs> We got to talk a little bit more about Kevin Durant. Now I'm going to play this clip. 
Kevin Durant came out and I think you heard him, Black. He said that championships, ah, they cool. Gold ball and rings, oh, that's cool. I just want to practice on being a better player. Being the best that I can be. Greatness is what I'm chasing. Not a man-made championship or ring. I'm going to play this clip from Kevin Durant. And then I'm going to let y'all know that I've had enough. (laughs) I'm going to let you know that I have had enough. I wasn't expecting to be a happy human being from a title. I was just expecting, like, you know, the ending of a movie. Once you work so hard and everybody tells you, like, yo, this is what you need to be working for. It's this gold ball and these rings. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me lock in on, on that. And I locked in on wanting to achieve that, but I also realized it's a lot of stuff that factors in it that's out of my control. And once I won the championship, I realized that, like, yo, my view on this game is really about development. Like, how good can I be? It's not about, you know, let's go get this championship or let's go get this gold ring. It's like, yo, how great can you be every time you step out on the floor? Because dudes who don't do nothing on the court become champions. And dudes who don't contribute at all in any type of form or fashion can run around and hide behind the championship, but, like, I want to be a great basketball player. And, you know, once I won a championship, I'm like, oh, that's what my goal is, just to be great every day, not to be chasing some stuff that the humans created, you know what I'm saying, in a ring or a gold ball. And I appreciate that stuff, and I want to win and experience that stuff, but it's not the end-all, be-all why I play the game. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. I had enough. And, and this is why KD can't be in these conversations, man. When you play the great game of basketball and you've been afforded the talent pool that Kevin Durant has been afforded, when you've been afforded the skill set that Kevin Durant has been afforded, and in previous times, you sit here and say, you're the best. You sit here and say, oh, if I, if, if I won these, uh, if I beat LeBron James, y'all call him the golden, what that makes me. Like, what are, what are we... And this is after you won your first title. I... I we ain't talking about... We, we talking about the best GOAT. We talking about pound for pound. Who is the best? And if you're not in the conversation of winning titles to validate that, then why are you in the game? Of course you're playing for your team. Of course you're playing for your coach and your family. That's not the conversation. But you are on the floor to prove to be the best that you can be, and you want validation on that by winning. How dare you get out here and say these titles don't mean nothing? How many finals have we seen Kobe Bryant grind through broken fingers, high ankle sprains, shoulder problems? How many times have we seen Jordan out there grinding, trying to win at all costs. You see the celebration from Magic Johnson and the Lakers and Detroit Pistons with Isaiah and that team. And you see the elation of of players when they win these titles. And you want to say that being a great player and winning championships don't go hand in hand, huh? Hmm. I'm confused about what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean, bro? What these humans created When you play a sport, when you're in competition, there's an end goal. And the end goal is to win. And the end goal is to be a champion. And Kevin Durant, 
I don't understand your gist. Maybe that's something that Kyrie Irving juice should be drinking. Because I don't really know what Kyrie got going on and why he playing the game. I would love to hear him say the same thing. But it trips me out, bro, when I hear Kevin Durant say these things. It trips me out, and I just can't let it slide. I just don't understand what it particularly means when you say that you're just trying to be a great player. When you're just trying to be this, trying to, I don't get it. You have two titles. You supposedly want more. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So maybe you can clarify a little later on exactly what you mean. Because this is poppycock. <laughs> this is Play-Doh. And I am sick and tired of this notion that you can care less about the end result and you just want to be a great basketball player. You're already that. Validation is titles and you're in a position to get it. That's all I got on that. Black, what you got on that, man? Bro, I'm just sick of Kevin, Kevin Durant, bro. I'm sick of this guy. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm, I, I'm not sure. What, what did you go to Brooklyn to do? Just to be... Uh, the best Brooklyn Nets player you could be and not win titles. I thought the reason you went to Brooklyn so you you, you could say that you went to a, a franchise and you won them a championship who hadn't won anything to solidify yourself. That doesn't matter. You went to the Warriors so you could win the championship, right? Kevin Durant, just just shut up, man. Just shut up. Because all it's it's this talk is crazy. Like D just said, yes, I believe Kyrie is weighing on you, bro. <laughs> you guys sound I, I I don't D, I honestly don't know what it is about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, what what they have going on. I can tell you this, I know I know who do wants to win championships, James Harden. Sure. Desperately. Yes. And you want to be considered, and you want to be considered one of the the, the greatest players without winning championships. So if you go to the finals and lose to LeBron James, and you average forty in a losing effort, you still going to be happy. Oh, okay, I averaged forty on LeBron James. That gets you nothing. It you know, don't. you know who's done that? LeBron, LeBron James. James. You think he's happy about averaging forty and losing a title? To make your name in the NBA and be called one of the ghosts to be on the Mount Rushmore, you have to win titles. Yes. Any other players that you looked up to, any other greats, go ask them. Yes. What makes you the goat? What gets you on Mount Rushmore? Yes. Winning titles. So, KD, shut up. <laughs> you put moments like this out in the media so people won't bother you. It's crazy. You put negative BS moments out here. So Stephen A and Shannon Sharp and and uh what's your, Skip Skip Bayless? What's your guy name uh that you like? You listen to Max? the show? Oh Colin, now, Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd. So they won't bust you up. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy to say I have to win titles. You rather be the guy that says titles don't define me. I want to. I just want to be the best player of all time. You will not serve without titles. You cannot be even considered, bro. It's crazy. And you have to be the man on your team to be considered that. 
You know what Michael Jordan was? The man. You know what LeBron James was? The man. You know what Kobe Bryant was? The man. If you want to be considered great, win some more titles. And give us and, and, and allow us to talk about the reasons why you're the, one of the greatest players of all time. But without that, you would not be hearing the sports desk talk about you. Nah, man. Amongst in that conversation. He just said you're going to be a top five player of all time. After this, no, you're not. Mm. My God. So let's start with the BS Kevin Durant. It's about winning championships and winning reigns. That made man stuff, it matters in the NBA. And every other sport in the world. <laughs> and one last thing, like, look, I agree with KD. Winning championships doesn't validate your life. You being happy in life, being happy with your family, being happy with everything out the court. Of course, it shouldn't. It shouldn't even come close to your real life and what you got going on outside of your profession. Like, I agree with KD 1,000%. But when you're in this game and when you're doing what you're doing, Durant, and you have the talent that you had, it is, it is a requirement that you win titles to be considered one of the great basketball players of your time. Very confusing interview, but I've had enough, bro. The answer is no to everything you said, except you being happy in life. Be happy, bro. I want you to be happy. Live your life, dog. But you in the National Basketball Association. It's a different type of ball game there, sir. All right, man, we're going to transition out of the NBA, and we're going to go into the National Football League. Alright, alright, so you guys, it's almost that time, you guys know exactly what time it is Alright, so soon and very soon, uh, the Sports Desk Man will be rolling out some exclusive NFL Draft content Gonna give you a mock draft show, and we're also gonna be, we're gonna be recording live as the NFL Draft is taking place So a lot of NFL Draft talk coming your way Shout out to our NFL correspondent, Rashad Robinson. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. We'll all be getting together, bringing you content uh, leading up to the NFL draft. We look forward to doing so. Uh, but before we get started, man, I just want to go over the draft order currently right now. So, of course, at number one, you have the Jaguars. Number two, you have the Jets. At number three, from Miami, you have the 49ers, followed by the Falcons, the Bengals. At six, you have the Dolphins replacing Philly. At seven, Detroit, followed by Carolina, Denver, Dallas, the Giants, and then Philadelphia rounding out the top 12 picks. So, Black, we're going to have a discussion, man. And we've been highlighting a lot of these um, uh, prospects coming out of school. And, you know, we're going to talk football, of course, but I feel like we need to get some of the BS out of the way first. Now, Black, each and every year we hear some foolishness about the black quarterback. You can go back to uh, Lamar Jackson. You can go back to Cam Newton. You can go back to 
uh, several black quarterbacks, man, especially when Vince Young, you can just go back to it. There's always something. There's a lot of coverage on what the, this quarterback, who just so happens to be black, is or isn't doing or not capable of. It's always, and this year it's no different. Now I've said my thoughts on Justin Fields about the football player and what I saw from here his sophomore year compared to his junior year on the field. But now we're starting to get these narratives, excuse me, these conversations of, boy, Justin Fields has a lot of work to do. He's going to have to get with the right person, the right coach, the right system. Don't all players need to get with the right coach, the right players, the right coaches? Don't system, don't they all? Yes, they do. And then we hear old Justin Fields. If you watch his tape, there's a lot of erratics in his game. There's a lot of erratics in the way he runs an offense. And I'm like, where is this coming from? We saw Justin Fields on the field. The last two times we saw him, he was in the college football playoff. And then when he faced Sunshine and the number one ranked Tigers, there was no issues there. Magnificent performance. And we thought that would carry Justin Fields on to the number two pick in the draft. So much so, there was conversations down here in Jacksonville that could Urban Meyer really take a look at Justin Fields and take him over Trevor Lawrence. That was a real conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. But then we swing over to a Mac Jones from the University of Alabama, the clean-cut white kid who knows how to throw the football and running the operation in Alabama. And I'm not saying that to be funny. And that I don't have a racist bone in my body. I'm talking about what's being covered. They say Mac Jones are like he could be a CEO the way that he looks. They say that Mac Jones could, could run a team, and you'll be proud that he'll be running your franchise. That's what they say about Mac Jones. But no one's reporting that Mac Jones got a DUI as a sophomore at Alabama. No one talked about Mac Jones was suspended from the program. No one's talking about that. And I want to big up kind of like Cowherd for bringing that to the national spotlight. Cowherd said vividly, I don't like what's going on in the media when we talk Mac Jones versus Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a better player. There's no question. But now Mac Jones is this heralded CEO type player. He's this, he's that. And I'm not saying Mac Jones won't be good in the league because I don't know. But let's not bash Justin Fields and praise Mac Jones because the last time that I remember, Justin Fields' name wasn't brought up at all for any off-field issues. He played and he played hard and the Buckeyes were a top five team his whole time in college. His entire time there, the Buckeyes were a top five team in this country. No matter if it was Urban Meyer, his coach, or Ryan Day was his coach, they were top five. Mm -hmm. So let's show a little bit more respect and class to all prospects. Stop telling me that the kid who got a DUI as a sophomore at the University of Alabama that was suspended by the team and could have been released from the team is a better prospect than a kid who kept his nose clean, who played hard, and was a winner in college, and you didn't hear nothing bad about him in Justin Fields. But you got anything on about this coverage that's being out there? Yeah, and it sickens me. It sickens me because this is not the first time we, we've heard this. We heard, we've heard it about Cam Newton. We've heard it about... Uh, we heard, we've heard it about Lamar Jackson. We've heard it about a lot of the uh, black quarterbacks who... Or in that conversation or 
going to the next level. Oh, we don't know if they could be leaders. Let's stop it. Uh, black NFL players carry, carry themselves as well or better than some of these white players that y'all try to say they could be CEOs or or better prospect. I really hate that we have to be talking about this with with these football players about them being CEO. This is about playing the game of football. What quarterback could I take that could get my team over the hump? How can I make this kid better on my team? Not if they're going to be a CEO or it's not it's these kids want to play football and get to a chance to win Super Bowls and get to the big dance. That's what it's about. Or making their dreams come true. That's what it's all about. Not a white kid over a black kid. It shouldn't be about that. The NFL draft and, and the college players coming into the NFL draft as prospects are being evaluated because of what they can do on the football field. It shouldn't be because of what happens off the football field. They're kids. Kids make mistakes. Matt Jones, Matt Jones make mistakes. That don't make that don't make him better than Justin Fields. It doesn't. It don't make him a better prospect. It don't make him a better person off the field than Justin Fields. He's made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. If some kids don't make mistakes, they keep their nose clean. We're supposed to be sticking to football, not about off the field issues. What can these kids do? To help my football team will to make them great players, and how can I help them become better men? That's what it's supposed to be about. So I'm sick of this narr narrative D about oh the white player and the black player, or oh, how the white player is more. No, it's not about that. So let's stop it. Callan Carhurt, thank you for bringing this up, because it needs to be said. I just hate the narrative of what's going on D with this whole thing with these with, with Justin Fields and Mac Jones. It just it has to stop. The NFL needs to do something about this, man, because it shouldn't be about who you see as a CEO. And it's, it's about helping these men become men, putting them on the football field, saying, how can they help my team win? How can they be leaders? That's what it's about. Yeah, I agree. Let's keep it about football. Let's talk about football. Let's not bring, bring up subliminal things saying, oh, we're not sure if this kid uh, basically has the intellect to run the offense, to have the intellect to be the face of an organization. Let's, let's, let's cut it out. It's 2021. Get with the wave, man. Come on. Let's talk about it. All right. All right, man. Um, are the 49ers serious here, Black? Are they serious that they're going to actually take Mac Jones at number three now? Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. He, he, he texted me a while ago, and he was like, look, man, Mac Jones to the 49ers, and I laughed at him. And he told me he took a mental note of that. Now, he called this out right when the 49ers made the swap. So, Black, what are your true thoughts of Mac Jones possibly going second overall to the 49ers? I mean, third, third overall to the 49ers. Um, I don't like it, D, but I'm not surprised. Mm. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, right? Correct. Kyle Shanahan. He, where he made his name was 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 with Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. and Mac Jones is that type of quarterback. 
gets the ball, big arm, gets the ball downfield, may not may be able to move too well, but he can get the ball downfield. So I could see why uh, Kyle, uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan has a love affair with Mac Jones. <laughs> would it be my pick? It would not. If I had the third pick, I would be picking uh, Justin Fields or either Trey Lance. One of those guys. But I'm not the GM. Kyle Shanahan likes what he likes. And he sees what has worked for him in the past. So that's what he's going after. But I don't like him going third overall. I don't even think he was a top 10 pick in my opinion. But it is what it is. Uh, NFL, uh, San Francisco 49 to see it differently. <laughs> <sighs> now, I went and watched some Mac Jones tape. And boy, 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 does he do a lot of things well? He does. But in the National Football League, you have to have athleticism. But people say, but Kyle Shanahan's quarterbacks don't require such. I think you're wrong about that. Kyle Shanahan will bootleg you to death. And if you can't get a bootleg around the out a bootlegging quarterback out to do some damage down the field, when you got guys like Debo Samuel and other weapons like George Kittle on your team, you gotta have that. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not so sure as I think about it, because I go back and forth with Mac Jones. I'm just not no not so sure that Mac Jones is Matt Ryan. That's what I'm looking at. If Shanahan takes Mac Jones, what did Mac Jones look like Matt Ryan? Well, it looks like Matt. I I don't see much. Can he get it down the field? Yes. But I just don't get it. If you're the 49ers, how can you not look at Justin Fields? How? I mean, I ain't talking about Trey Lance. I'm talking about Justin Fields. To me, Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. To me, it's not a question. When you look at what he went up against, the conference that he was in, compared to everybody else, like Mac Jones, who played one year, loaded team, loaded team, greatest coach of all time. I know the SEC is, SEC is tough. I understand that. He, he went undefeated and won a championship. You got to complete certain throws. But in the NFL, you're going to have to do way more than what he did in college. Why do I say that? Devontae Smith won't be on his team. Waddle won't be on his team. Najee Harris won't be on his team. All pro offense, all world offensive line won't be on his team. Now I know the 49ers got talent, but they're two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. Is Mike Jones going to get them back there? It's tough to say. But if I'm the 49ers, I'm looking at Justin Fields. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see exactly what the 49ers do with this third pick because they're going quarterback. John Lynch came out and said they're going quarterback. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I just think I find it very interesting, as you say, the love affair that the 49ers have with Mac Jones. All right, Black. Sam Donald's on the move. Sam Donald got traded from the New York football Jets, and he is now headed to the Carolina Panthers uh, for a six-round pick and I think a third-round pick next year. Black, what do you think about Darnold going to the Panthers? At first, I was kind of like, huh? They really traded for Sam Darnold? But I had to sit back and think, 
this is the same kid that we watched at USC, man, and we was like, wow. Wow. Right. Man, you set many of games and watch USC with him as a quarterback and be like, man, this kid has it. Mm-hmm. It was a reason why he was the number one overall pick. What's, yeah, number one overall yeah, What's it number one overall pick? I can't even remember. It was a, it's a reason why he was a top five pick. And the Jets picked him. But the Jets didn't have much of nothing around this kid. Now you're going to send him to a situation where he has a all-world running back in Christian McCaffrey and a few weapons on the outside. Uh, Curtis uh, Curtis Samuels. Not Debo Samuels. No, no, no. This Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to send him to Carolina where he has Christian a few McCaffrey, weapons. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. You got uh, a few other names. Season. I can't yeah. think of their name, but he has weapons there. And I think with Dan, Sam Darnold with some weapons, this could probably be a match made in heaven for him in Carolina. With the great up-and-coming coach from Baylor, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The guy won a lot of big games or lost a lot of close games. Won some big games and lost some close games with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback. So I think I think that Sam Darnold, I just want to see, I just want to see how it works. You give him a lot more than what he had with the Jets. I want to see what he can do. At first, I was like, no, this was a bad move because I was loving, I was really loving Trey Lance to Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was all over that. I was like, this might be the guy, you know, we love Cam at Carolina. This could be the next guy after Cam, Trey Lance, because he got that type of build, that type of makeup, as you know, as Cam Newton. But they went Sam Donner, and I have to worry about a quarterback now, so... Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to see if it'll work, but I'm kind of on the on the fence of how I feel about it. But I want to see uh, what happens with it, D. Yeah, I think Donald's going to get opportunity to show better in Carolina than he did with the Jets. Donald has talent, but Donald was in a a trash can dumpster fire with the Jets. His whole time there, his coaching, the talent he had around. It just wasn't much. The Jets are a dis- dysfunctional organization. And they have been. Now, they have a little structure with Salih, their new head coach. But look, man, I, I, I think Donald's going to get a, get an opportunity to show that he can be a quarterback in this league. He's going to get that chance. Is he the long-term answer for the Panthers? He will not be the long-term answer for the Panthers. But... The Panthers could win. They could win seven games with Sam Darnold with that talent. You get Christian McCaffrey back, they can win some games. And he has talent because I know college isn't pro, but I can't get the image of Sam Darnold in that USC uniform <laughs> against Penn State in that Rose Bowl. I just can't get it out of my head. And that guy balled. Yes, he did. He balled. But look, I think it's a lukewarm move for the Panthers. They want to get from under Teddy, under Teddy Bridgewater. Look like Teddy Bridgewater be on the move. I just kind of think it's a win for San Donald. That's how I look at it, that he's not a Jet. That's how I really look at it. Not a real crazy move, but I think we'll see a better version of Donald in Carolina. All right, Black, let's talk about some of these highlighted players coming out of the draft. We have the two best pass catchers in this draft. Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, 
electrifying talent, electrifying players. Black, what are your thoughts on Chase and Pitts coming into this draft? Uh, two very exciting players, man. Yeah. Uh, some 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 would say Kyle Pitts is the overall best player in this draft. You know, uh, with 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 his talent, and his upside. Uh, Jamar is saying Jamar Chase is the best uh, receiver prospects since receiver prospect, prospect since Julio Jones. It's crazy, you know it's it's that's that's good company to be in for these guys. I praise, but man, I'm looking for a, a, a lot of these guys. We've seen everything that we could see from uh, Jamar Chase in one season, his sophomore season at LSU. The kid had over a thousand yards receiving with twenty touchdowns. Incredible. And not and, and if it wasn't for a, a young little kid from Alabama with the big heart named Devontae Smith, we still would be we still would be talking about Jamar Chase twenty touchdown season he had at LSU, but he got one up by the young kid from Alabama. Sure, <laughs> sure. But uh, I like Jamar Chase, man. I really like him. Uh, I thought he, I think he was ready to come out as as a sophomore, but you can't do that in college. Nah, you you can't. know, you got to wait till your junior year. But uh, players, some players who opted out and didn't play college football last last year lost a lot of steam. His is picked up. Yes, and he didn't even play a season. Yes, so that's that has to tell you first receiver off the board. Yeah, he's going to be the first receiver to go, and then Cal Pitts, man, he just I think he's going to be a game changer. It's a reason why. Uh, it's a reason why uh, Jerry Jones lays in his big uh, European king size bed and thinks about Cal Pitts. <laughs> Being a cowboy and what could he do to pull off to get Kyle Pitts? Yeah, it's a reason why. It's a lot of it's a lot of owners thinking what they could do to get Kyle Pitts. Yeah, but it's going to cost you a nice little penny. It sure is because he will be going in the top five picks. Yes, he will. Both of these guys, I expect them both to be to to go in the top top five. If they if I mean I expect them to go at least the top six. I'm sorry. Really? If you they think do, Chase to go in six top six. I I. I I, I honestly think Chase is going to go first and then Kyle Pitts. Is what? Then, then it's going to go. I, well, I, I, that's why. Well, because well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the situation. Hold on, I take that back. I'm wrong, D. I take that back. Okay. I like Kyle Pitts to go first. I think that Atlanta may take Kyle Pitts at four. I don't. I think the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yes. I don't think the fourth pick will. I think Atlanta will take Kyle Pitts, and I think Jamar Chase ends up in Miami with Tua. I really believe okay. that because they need a weapon. They do. Devontae Parker is, isn't cutting it anymore. He's a he's a tough wide receiver, big body, still can catch the ball, but he stays hurt. Yeah. So I could see uh, Jamar Chase ended up in Miami. I would and, and <laughs> who knows? This is the NFL draft. We could see moves be made. Who knows to get these guys? But if the Cowboys make a move to get this kid, and boy, I wouldn't put it past Jerry Jones. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If he ends up a cowboy, it in a, the whole NFL league, you've been put on notice. Yeah. If Jerry Jones can find a way to pull this off. But that goes to say, man, these kids are two of the best prospects in this draft, both top five overall prospects. And I'm looking forward to see what these kids can do at the next level. Yeah, well said. Jamar Chase is an animal. He's an animal, man, and he's going to make a major impact right away in the league. I'm not a big fan of pro days, but I did watch some of his, and my God, just his athleticism and his speed and how he's got in and got out of gear and his 40 time and just what he was doing and him being compared to Julio Jones when Julio came out of Alabama going into his draft is high praise, high praise, and this kid is going to be an immediate impact.
But when you look at Kyle Pitts, if if Justin, if uh Trevor Lawrence went in this draft, the drag guard should take him number one overall. <laughs> With no quarterback. With, I don't care. Take Pitts. <laughs> and I think my Cowboys gonna move from ten to four. Ooh. I think they gonna move from ten to four. And Kyle Pitts will be a Dallas Cowboy. Mm. And here's why I say that. Look, we all know defense wins championships. I got you. You need a corner now. I, I do need one. <laughs> I need one badly, actually. Yes, you do. But let me tell you something. If I could get a generational talent and Kyle Pitts and draft corners in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, let's do that. Certain is a beast. Love him. I would love for him to be a cowboy. J.C. Horn. Love for them to be cowboys. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Get me Pitsy. (laughs) And the metallic and the blue. Mm. Jerry Jones don't come out often and be public about how much he loves talent. And the Atlanta Falcons, you got to think they might want to push back a little bit because they don't need a quarterback at four. Would they love to have Kyle Pitts? Sure. It's been rumors they want out of that pick. They sure. willing to move back. So, but what could Jerry put together? Mm, and how blockbuster it. would that be mm. for the Dallas Cowboys to take Cal Pitts at four? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying it's because I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not saying because it might be fantasy talk. I'm saying it because I think it's real. I think it's real deal. You think it's real reality? That I it think it. Could, I think yeah. it could happen. Costs a lot, D. Go get them. <laughs> because guess what? You got to play me man to man now. Yeah. Who you going to double? Mm. Who you going to double? That's scary. Take advantage of Gallup being in his last year. Because Gallup going to get paid next year. Yes, he will. Especially if you G- have a good year. Gallup, Lamb, Coop. Mm. Oh, man. Come on. What, what's that, what that's going to do for Zeke? Oh. Kyle Pitts down there. What that's going to do for Zeke? Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to open me up. And I got a quarterback with a chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I got a quarterback who got a lot to prove. As a Cowboys fan... I wouldn't mind seeing it. But Patrick Sertain, he'll be good too. <laughs> if I'm a cowboy. But yeah, I, Pitts is remarkable. You've seen that no one could do anything with him last year. And it's, and, and it's, and it's crazy to hear that the talk around this kid is that they potentially see him being better than the Kelsey's of the world, though. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Kittles. Kittles Kels- of the world. Yeah. You know, these, these good tight ends in the league. Yeah, 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 for sure. Great and tight you know, ends. And, 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 and we see him in college. It's just a mismatched problem. It's, a mismatched problem. It's unfair what we seen Kyle Trash when he throws the ball to Kyle Pitts. It's unfair. The size. I'm talking about four defenders on his kid, and he's still catching this ball with one hand, two hands over the top of four defenders. What? The <laughs> Come si- on. The size and the speed is what's going to propel him and his athletic and his, and his ability is going to propel him past Kittle and Kelsey. When you see Kelsey, Kelsey is in a huge body, mm-hmm. and he can run routes like a receiver, and he has great hands, but he ain't lightning quick. He not. You can run him down. When you see George Kittle, it's, he's like a rugby player in an NFL body. He does have some good cut speed, and he is just he will not be brought down, but he ain't he don't look like Pitts. He don't. You can line Pitts up anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you will pay. Yes, you will. And there's not many guys who come out of college who can line up against grown men and make it a long day for them. And Kyle Pitts will do that. Great, pros- great prospects in Pitts and uh, Jamar Chase, man. Very, very, very good. And we look forward to seeing 
where they land in the NFL draft. And like I said, your sports test guys, we got it covered. Yes, we do. <laughs> Black, myself, our football correspondents, and Rashad Robinson and Cedric Farr, we're going to be breaking down the NFL draft coming shortly. And this is one of the best sounds in sports. Look forward to hearing that a lot. Last but not least, Black, did you see your head football coach out east, man? I see them hanging out. <laughs> I see them hanging out did around you, my way, bro. Did you see your head football <laughs> coach, Urban Meyer, out east on A. Philip Randolph? I see them. 17th Street. Hanging Liberty out. Liberty Street. Down there talking to the good folks of the city, man. What you thought about saying Urban out east, I, man? I, I, I think it's big, man. I just And, and I want to give... Uh, Ryan Stample, a shout out, man. He here from the city. Yeah. And one of the coaches on Urban Meyer staff yeah. and been with Urban Meyer for a long time, long time in college. Yeah. So he knows what Jacksonville, Florida is about. Yeah. He has someone on his staff that can show him and tell him what this city is about, what is what this city has been through, like, you know, everything. And it's good to have someone like that. So, but shout out to Ryan Stample because I'm pretty sure he he was a reason for that happening. And Urban Meyer, you know, going in the communities where you probably want to see some coaches go. You know, you we wouldn't have seen Tom Coughlin and oh, please. Uh, Doug Monroe and those go those boys out and A. Philip Randolph just please. hanging. Urban was hanging in the city, man. Hanging out east in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I mean, rough. Yeah, rough part yeah. out east too. Yeah, but man, I love to see that man. That as a fan, that lets you know yo, he's 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 involved. He wants to be involved in the community. It's a lot, and I like to see that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I loved it. I love that, man, that he was down in the heart of the city because that's what Adis is. Adis is the heart. When you go to them certain parts of the city, man, that's the heartbeat of Jacksonville. No matter if somebody wants to give it, uh, it's just do or not. A. Philip Randolph, Liberty Street, 17th, mm-hmm. down there. Just 21st. 21st. I mean, just he's down there with the people, and he's having conversations. Mm-hmm. And I love the one video clip that I saw, man, Urban. Uh, you had a real Jaguar support. This man probably was in his 70s. And the man just simply said, I just want to be a proud fan. I want to be proud of my team. I want to know when I watch this team that they're going to compete. This man was like, man, winning and losing, it's inevitable, man. But when I wake up in the mornings, I want to feel confident and feel good that I got a football team that's going to go out and compete. Mm-hmm. And never mind, I looked at that man in the eye and said, I can guarantee that. Mm. I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was big, man. So yeah. shout out to Urban Meyer going out to the slums. Uh, going out to the slums, man. Addis, man, Addis. talking to them good folks, man. Talking to them good folks. All right, man. We're gonna get out of the National Football League. We're gonna stop by WWE for just for once for one minute. And me and Black are gonna get out of here, man. I wanna play that one. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. Shout out to his theme music. One of my favorites. I listen to this theme song while I'm in the gym. I just like Drew's music. But it wasn't a good night for Drew. Mm. 
Night one of WrestleMania was last night. Me and Black are currently watching night two WrestleMania. We got Kevin Owens. We got Sami Zayn getting down. We already saw The Fiend return. Some wildness took place. Gonna have to go back and revisit it. Randy Orton getting the win clean. Well, it wasn't clean, but it was kind of clean over The Fiend. Something was going on there with Alexa Bliss. Real quick, Black, last night. McIntyre won clean. Clean. Oh, you mean, no, Bobby Lashley won clean. Excuse me. Bobby Lashley won clean, retained yes, the did. title. I was shocked and stunned. I was. Surprised. Obviously, they got something in store for Bobby Lashley. That robbery's uh, not done. Uh, yeah. It's not done. You don't believe it's done? No, 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 no. Okay. okay. No, that robbery's not done, but very, very surprising. It was a good match, too. It was very good. Yes, it was. And at the same time, I was like, man, you know what? Shout out to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I was the biggest proponent of Trash Lashley for years. Yes, you were. But, man, look what he's become. And I was watching him last night after he won the match. I was like, wow, this feels good. It do. You was ready to let Bobby Lashley go. Yes, I was. <laughs> but it feels good. It do. And I love Drew. I think Drew has been exceptional for the WWE, especially in the pandemic year. He's Him and Roman Reigns have really been... Well, I take that back because Roman left for a while. He did. Drew been Holding in the down. trenches, yes, man. So for this to happen, I'm curious to see where this goes because Drew's been winning and then losing, then winning, then losing. So... I'm kind of interested where McIntyre's character is going to go, but I don't think Lashley and McIntyre are done. All right, Black, let's get to uh, the highlight mm. of the night, man. Let's turn this down, man. The highlight of the night last night, and let's set the tone. The main event of night one, for the first time ever, two black women. Mm. Two black women who are also the two best in the business. Bianca Belair, God bless her, becoming the brand new SmackDown Women's Champion by defeating the boss, Sasha Banks, in a thrilling, competitive, athletic show last night in the main event of night one, Belair becoming champion, Sasha getting her moments that are just due for her. Black, what did you what did you think about the scene of Belair and Sasha in that match last night? Man, one of the one of the most amazing memories. Yeah, in WrestleMania, if, for sure. If, if I didn't have some memories that outweighed them, I probably would have put that on my top. I'm, five I'm with list. you. I'm with you. It was great. You know, uh, it was great. Just everything about that match, man, from from the beginning of the match with the oh, the real the real raw emotion from both ladies, man. I mean, for almost sure. brought almost brought to tears. Yeah. Because of the history that they made. For sure. You have never seen this in wrestling. Yeah. Two black women fighting for the women's title. Main event. Main event in it. WrestleMania. Rans- WrestleMania. You've never seen it. And man, so much emotion. You've seen the emotion from the crowd and the crowd was into it. Man, it was a lot. But man, what a great match all around from Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Man, Bianca Belair is so athletic, bro. Talented. I mean, it's crazy what this girl can do in the ring. And she's young. Very. She is nowhere near her peak like at no, doing this. She's still raw. She's going to get better. Yeah. She's she's out there using the gifts that God's blessed her with. Talent. To help her. Talent. And to see her get over the top, man, after if 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 y'all haven't seen her story, man, everything she's been through with you know, wanting to commit suicide and not be here yeah. and just everything, man. 
y'all have to go see it, man. It's it's amazing to see Bianca Belair on top of the throne in the women's division. And I and and my hopes is that the WWE they grow on this with her. Yeah. They stick with this for a while, man, because they could do a lot with this with this young lady, man. It's 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 amazing to see. She has the it factor when it comes to wrestling. Yes. She has it. She got she got the glitz, the glamour, like even with her rain walk out, like it's, it's it dope. give you a little vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's dope what she's doing. It is really dope. And man, shout out to both of them, man, on an amazing day one main event uh at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh shout out Bianca. Uh I've been following Bianca since NXT. Mm-hmm. And when we would see her, I would look at her like, man, she got talent. Like, who is that? She's athletic. This was in this was before anybody even really knew who she was. And then she came over because her talent was undeniable. And for her to grow at the pace that she's grown going to the main roster and now ultimately becoming world champion of the Smack of SmackDown, it's just incredible. I mean, she is pound for pound, definitely one of the best in wrestling. Not just in the women, in wrestling. I'm very, very happy for her. You can go watch her story on the W. Well, it's not on WWE Network anymore, but it's on Peacock. But it's a uh, a, bi- a biography. Uh, I mean, a, a chronicles. A chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Damn. What is it called? Uh, Twenty four. It's a chronicle. But what do you call it? It's a, a documentary. Documentary. Golly, yeah. I had a brain fart. <laughs> documentary. You can see her go through. Suicide, like Black just mentioned, eating disorder, like Black just mentioned. There's a lot of mental issues that she dealt with as a young child and a teenager and a young adult to try to find her way and her emotion. That's real that we seen last night. I got kind of emotional seeing it because I like I know that's real. I know it's real, man. So congratulations to her. The WWE needs more female stars. They do. Becky's been out. Ronda left. Charlotte's out. Charlotte's not even at Mania this year. Uh, 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 Bailey's out. They need more female stars, and Bianca is that. They got to groom her and make sure she catapults not only in just in the ring, but in the marketing standards with WWE. She needs to be on the face of a lot of different things, and and she has that 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 pizzazz, that charisma to do it. So shout out to her. But I want to highlight the best in the world. The best in the world is Sasha Banks. She's the best. There ain't nobody better than her. Not even Bianca right now. Bianca has talent. But as a character, an in-ring performance, and owning the crowd is Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you could give me Roman Reigns. You could give me Edge. You could give me Seth Rollins. You could give me Drew McIntyre. When the crowd sees Sasha, they go nuts. Yes, they do. I said for a long time, Charlotte Flair was the best in the business. She's not the best anymore. <laughs> Sasha Banks is the best in the business. And I know when Charlotte gets back, she'll really make us uh, uh, take a shot to get that crown back. But right now, Sasha Banks delivered, and she deserved that moment, even though she lost. If you see how she looked when she was down on that ground after the match was over, she wanted that moment, that recognition. Mm-hmm. Two black women main event in WrestleMania. When and where do we think that would ever happen? Never. And shout out to them, man. Night one was amazing. Me and Black are watching night two right now. I'm waiting on one more match, really. I mean, I love Owens, but him and Sami Zayn, they're doing their thing, but I'm waiting on this universal match. So I want my full attention to be on that. So me and Black are getting ready to get out of here (laughs) and wrap up episode 110 of the Sports Desk. It's been a great show. A lot of information, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotion that we gave you guys. Really appreciate you guys listening. So we're going to get into some other news, man, and we are going to get out of here. All right, really quick. Black, Hubert Davis. 
Hubert Davis named the head coach for the University of North Carolina. First time black head coach for the Tar Heels. Black, what did you think about that move with the Tar uh, Heels? I mean, Hubert Davis, the head coach. Great move. Yes, right sir. Right thing to do. Yes, been sir. Under, been under Roy Williams for a long time. Played there, all that. Uh, played there, knows yeah. the ins and outs of uh, Carolina basketball. Yeah. So, right move for the uh, Tar Heels. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, mm. owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's big. He was waiting. He tried to get the Mets in baseball. He tried to get a couple of other uh, teams, but he said, okay, baseball ain't going to work. Let me go to basketball. And now he is the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's, it's, cr- it's crazy. Uh, LeBron James gets in the back, uh, baseball, and A-Rod said, okay, I'm going to come here. Basketball, world. yeah. Get basketball. Yeah. yeah, shout out to A-Rod, man. That was really, really huge because yeah. we know he had been trying. Mm-hmm. But he is now the new owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's wow. it's crazy, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. We almost got a deal done. That John Jones, why you was doing all that line, man? <laughs> John Jones, why you sitting up here on these podcasts doing all this line, man? Dana White and came out and said we're kicking the tires of Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis. All right, for the champion for the heavyweight championship coming up this summer for you, uh, for the it's UFC, sad. man. So it's just sad, man. I just don't really understand it. I really don't understand it. But Lewis and Ngannou heavyweight fight. Somebody going to sleep. Somebody and I, going. And to I sleep. got a feeling who. Um, <laughs> Black. Henry Cejudo versus Floyd Mayweather? Oh, It's man. almost done? Cejudo putting out tweets and videos last night? In a boxing match? Yes, sir. Oh, Cejudo and Floyd Mayweather, where you at, man? Floyd. It's a boxing match. Floyd. Of course I know, but I'm just saying, what do you think about Floyd fighting Henry Cejudo? Uh, nope. <laughs> I have no thoughts on it. It's Kind of caught you off guard, huh? It caught me off guard. I'm like, Henry Cejudo? Like, yeah, man. Why him? Like, yeah, man. he's never been the face of anything in the UFC. Yeah, man. Like, okay, well, Former that's fine. double champion. Okay. You know? How many double champions we had before you, bro? No no big deal for you? No big deal for okay, you. Okay, uh KO. Moving on. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Sunshine tied the knot. Oh, boy. Madman. Madman. Sunshine getting right before he comes into the league, my boy. Yes, that is. Trevor yes, Lawrence that is was, right. got married this past weekend. And boy, are we happy for you, Trevor. <laughs> Anything that you got going on the sports session just wants to highlight it. So congratulations to the Lawrences, my boy. Yes. Trevor Lawrence tied the knot this past weekend. God bless you and your marriage, And sir. he's doing a lot of uh, traveling, too, as well. He, he was is. spotted at the Masters yeah. right along with Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So uh, he's hanging out, doing doing things, getting things off his bucket list, yeah. going to the Masters and yeah. preparing to come to the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. So yeah. shout out to Trevor Lawrence and his beautiful bride yeah. uh, on uh, getting married. Shout out to Sunshine. Shout out to Sunshine. And last but not least, man, on May the 8th, May the 8th, Reduce Lunch will be live, okay? Tickets are available. I will put that in the description as well. That's right, the first live show for the Reduce Lunch brand to be myself, Freddie Briggs, the coolest nobody, my guy, Brian James. We'll be doing it, man, and this is going to be the first of many shows. So after you get this, you're going to get live sports desk. You're going to get live sex with the lights on. You're going to get live concerts and everything from Reduce Lunch. We're going into the next phase of our brand, man. So up first, May 8th, it'll be your dog's birthday as well on a Saturday night. If you want to come out and have some fun, if you want to sit back and, and, and laugh and enjoy some time, and it's going to be safety protocols, COVID protocols. It's not going to be a sold-out crowd. Uh, it's going to be spacing and, 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 and social distancing and all that will be 
uh, on display. So those who are concerned, yes, we will be honoring the safety uh, COVID protocols with this event. But we are super excited. May 8th, Reduce Lunch Live. Go get the tickets. It's going to be great. Shout out to the NPN Network for helping us and getting us to this opportunity. Uh, Al Pete and NPN, thank you, man. Uh, we look forward to this opportunity. So y'all go buy out them tickets, man. We really look forward to seeing y'all on May the 8th on a Saturday night. Y'all don't want to miss this show, do man. do not want to miss it. Reduce Lunch Live. All right. All right, Blad, that's pretty much it, man. Anything else when we get out of here? Uh, nah, man. Uh, just want to say appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. Yes, sir. For uh, sure. Want to say uh, shout out to Fred. Reduce lunch in uh, in its entirety as a whole as a family. Uh, appreciate all the love we get from our listeners, our followers. Big big things coming up, y'all. Watch out, y'all. Do not want to miss this, man. For sure. We going on the bigger and better things, man. So y'all 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 stick with us, man. We uh we gonna stick with y'all. We gonna keep putting out great content. Everything that we love to do, man. Y'all gonna y'all gonna hear it. So we yeah. appreciate y'all. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Just want to shout out Freddie Bricks one more time. Kitchen Blues, the album. Out now, title, uh, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music, go get that album by our guy Freddie Bits, Kitchen Blues, the album out now. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to us, man. Let's talk some sports, man, and we'll get with y'all very soon for episode 111. Listening to the sports desk. The sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch spells, man. Come on now.